Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. In this episode, I'm going to give a beginner's guide to chakras. So you might have heard of chakras, you might not, might not have. So chakras really are energy wheels. That is what the word means. Um, so some of you might be a skeptic if these are real, and some of you might have actually felt the proof of their existence, or you might be hovering somewhere between secretly hoping that they're real, or you might not know anything about them and want to learn more. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to give a beginner's guide to these, and you can learn everything you need to know for beginners. So what are chakras? The word chakra means wheel, and they are points of physical or spiritual energy in the human body. They are centers in the body through which energy enters along the spine, and then that energy, energy is dispersed to the rest of the body. Another definition of chakras that I like is from a guy named Gary Fong, who described them as points in the body that were like USB ports. When crystals are applied to these ports, the energy from the crystals can help restore balance in the chakras. So that's just another way of saying you are recharging your energy. I really liked his take on that because up until then, I really didn't know, you know, how it, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to wrap your mind around, especially if you're not so into spiritual things, you know, if you're more of a materialist because energy cannot be seen by most people anyway. And this is why many skeptics don't believe that chakras exist. But the effects of too much energy or lack of energy can definitely be experienced and felt. And this is why it is often referred to as subtle energy or how humans are said to have a subtle energy body. This is energy that is there but cannot be measured or seen. There are, however, some individuals with heightened visual perception that have reported seeing chakras and auras. Auras are the energy fields surrounding the outside of the body. This is just a fascinating subject to learn about and to study because it kind of bridges the gap between the seen and the unseen, between the physical world and the world of energy and vibration that just it emanates all around us. It's invisible, yet it's also permeating. So most people have heard that there are seven main chakras. There are actually many more, but the seven main ones are the ones that everybody talks about. So those are the ones that I'm going to be talking about today. Depending on the source, there's generally agreed to be around 114 of them total. But just to keep things simple, and since this is just a beginner's guide, I will just cover the seven main ones. Here's a helpful way to remember. I... I really like this is a helpful way to remember that the first three are the, the lower ones. They are focused on the physical body and our senses. And then the upper four are focused on our soul or spirituality. And as you go up, starting from the bottom, they really represent um, the, the concept of the pyramid of, of holistic health, really, because um, you might have heard me talk before about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where the very bottom is your basic survival needs, 
And then as you go up, you kind of go, you know, to the the in-between ones. And then when you get to the top, those are the spiritual needs or, you know, when you're evolving and becoming enlightened. And so that's the same way that the chakras work. So the root chakra is the one at the very bottom. And so this is located at the base of your spine. So you can kind of sense it in your body by just thinking of, you know, the part of your body that you feel when you sit down. And um, the element of that is the earth because um, it's, uh, it's all about stableness, stability. And so this chakra focuses on survival and security and basically all of your survival needs. And then the next one up is the sacral chakra. And this is located below the navel, between the navel and the root chakra. And the element of this is water. And the function of this chakra is sexuality, reproduction, creativity, and emotions. Then the next one up is the solar plexus. And many people have heard of this one. This is located between the navel and the sternum. So you might have felt before if you press there, it might be kind of, you know, knock the wind out of you a little bit. So that's a very sensitive area. And the element of that one is fire. And the function of that one is digestion, willpower, growth, and energy. Now, when I say these functions, these are just the main ones. And these are just the words that I have seen the most. Of course, there's going to be others. I'm just giving a, a general you know, just a way for beginners to understand what they are. Then the next one up is the heart chakra. And of course, that's located in the heart. And that the element of that is air. And the function of that is love, compassion, devotion, and circulation. Then the next one up from there is the throat chakra. And the element is ether. And the function of that one is communication, thought, independence, and security. And then uh, the next one up is the third eye chakra. You've probably heard of this one. And this one's usually associated with the pineal gland. It's located behind the brow, inside the head. And the element of that one is light. And the function of that one is perception, inspiration, in intuition, and clarity. And then the next one, which is the last of the seven, is the crown chakra. And this is located on the top of the head. And the element of this one is thought. And the function is transcendence, consciousness, unity, and enlightenment. So like I said, it's from the bottom up, it's a clear progression from physical to spiritual, just like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and just like uh, how holistic health is, how I have talked about it in the past. So when your chakras are out of balance, or any of them are underactive or, or overactive, you will feel the physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual effects of that. This is how you know. Like I said, they're subtle. And if, you, if they get too, too much, then you will really know. If you're mindful enough to be conscious of any changes, you should be able to identify which chakras are out of balance. So now I'm going to quickly go over how to balance each one and how to tell if you've got any issues. So the, we're going to start at the root at the bottom. And the way that you can tell if your root chakra is out of balance is if you have a problem hoarding material possessions, 
if you overeat a lot, if you have drinking problems, if you smoke too much, if you become obsessed with sex or have multiple constant partners, if you become needy, if you have a victim mentality, if you never feel satisfied in general, if you gamble too much, things like that. So I think you kind of get the idea of what um, it would, that's if your root chakra is out of balance. So to balance that, you can do any of the following. So you can, there's a lot of different ways that you can balance these. And you might not really feel the difference from doing one of these. I think that it's kind of a more of a cumulative effect and also more of a, over time, it's going to, you know, gradually get better. So you can use some of these things to help to balance. If you are into crystals at all, you can use the following crystals, emerald, carnelian, bloodstone, fire agate, or tiger's eye. You can also get massages. Foot massages work particularly well for the root chakra. You can do yoga postures. Um, you can do warrior pose, the triangle, eagle, mountain pose, the fierce posture, or forward bends. Um, you can always do qigong. Qigong, qigong is a great way to um, manipulate energy around your body. You can use essential oils such as cedarwood, patchouli, or myrrh. You can do earthing or grounding, and this is something I talk about a lot. I just absolutely love it. So that's basically just walking barefoot on the grass, in the dirt, in sand, in water. That's one of the best things you can do for that. You can incorporate the color red into your life. So color therapy is really fascinating. And I talk about Dr. Deanna Minnick quite a lot. She's one of my favorite people to learn from because she's a, a doctor and a scientist who kind of has... Her whole story is all about color. Like every, her message focuses on eating the color, like the rainbow, using color as therapy. So in that case, if you want to balance your root chakra, incorporate the color red, you know, wear red, eat a lot of red root vegetables. That's really good for balancing the root chakra. Spending more time in nature as well. And that's something I talk about a lot Spending time in nature is so good for so many things, but if your root balance, I'm sorry, if your root chakra is out of balance, spending time in nature is one of the easiest ways to fix that. And so, you know, that's a cheap way. It's inexpensive, actually. So now we're going to move up to the sacral chakra. When this is out of balance, you might have the following issues. Chronic illness linked to stress, unhealthy sexual activity, illnesses of the lower abdomen, such as um, colitis or irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. You might feel the need to control things. You might be overprotective, jealous, anger. You might have a need for approval. You might have issues with guilt. You might be either obsessed with sex or be frigid or impotent. You might um, be less focused on others rather than yourself. Um, so here's some ways that you can balance the sacral chakra. You can do water-based therapies, since this is the element of this chakra. You can do dancing. Um, if you are into crystals, you can use a fire opal, a carnelian, or aqu aquamarine. 
if you do yoga, you can do the cow face, a warrior pose, tailor pose, side stretch, twisting triangle, extended lateral angle pose, or the pose of Shiva. You can drink more water. Of course, this is great for any any problem almost. I mean, you know, there's really nobody that can that couldn't benefit from drinking more water, right? You can do lymphatic drainage massage. You can do essential oils like sandalwood, jasmine, rose oil. You can incorporate the color orange into your life. So the next one is the solar plexus chakra. And here is how you will know if your solar plexus chakra is out of balance. You will have health issues related to stress. You will have... Um, Stress will be resulting from many simultaneous life changes that are good or bad, digestive system Ill illnesses, a desire for power over others, arrogance, feeling edgy, feeling depleted of energy, depression, becoming fearful or insecure. To balance these, um, this solar plexus imbalance, you can do yoga poses such as the cow pose, the sitting spinal twist, the camel pose, the boat, or the downward facing dog. You can work on your stress reduction. You can do meditation. Crystals such as topaz, yellow tourmaline, emerald, sapphire, or citrine. You can um, research fasting and see if fasting works for you. You can do some digestive system detox programs, get plenty of sunlight, sit in front of a fire, use more of the color yellow in your life, use essential oils such as clary sage, juniper, or geranium. So the next one is the heart chakra. And here's how to tell if your heart chakra is out of balance. You may have a lack of confidence, blocked creativity, a weakened immune system, you might be clingy or needy in relationships. You might have guarded behavior, heart or lung issues. You might hold on to grudges. You might have problems trusting and accepting others. And you might have a lack of compassion. I think that last one's probably the biggest one. To balance your heart chakra, you can do any of the following. You can get a massage, you can do meditations, you can use crystals such as rose quartz. Rose quartz is the best for this. You can also use rose and green tourmaline, emerald, jade, pink carnelian, um, pink topaz, or rhodonite. You can do yoga poses such as the crescent moon pose, the fish pose, the sideward, the side forward bend, the cobra head to knee forward bend. You can learn to express yourself creatively. You can use essential oils such as rose, bergamot, jasmine, sandalwood, or neroli. You can do alternate nostril breathing. And that's something that you might want to Google because it's, I've never, I, I'm not the expert at it, but I know that it's, um, you know, breathing through uh, opposite nostrils. Um, there's instructions online if you Google that. Um, you can do, you can watch funny movies or anything to make you laugh. More laughter will help open your your heart chakra. You can use the color green more in your life. So I always thought this was kind of weird how the heart chakra is not red. It is green. And that is a little weird because it's, you know, you think of the heart as being red. But red is the color of root. 
and it's all got to do with um, the frequency of light. So that's the scientific, that's the easy way to say it. So the next one is the throat chakra, and here's how to tell if your throat chakra is out of balance. You might have ear, nose, throat, or respiratory problems. You might experience fear. You might be arrogant, experience depression. You might have a monotonous speaking voice. You might feel defensive about your ideas. You might feel threatened by others' points of view. You might talk too much without saying anything of substance. You might suffer from anxiety and confusion, particularly about decisions. So here are some ways you can balance the throat chakra. You can read with an open mind. You can do yoga poses, upward facing dog, camel pose, lion pose, bow pose, sitting forward bend. You can use crystals, blue topaz, yellow topaz, or quartz. You can use essential oils such as lavender, chamomile, rosemary, thyme, or sage. You can practice singing or vocal toning. You can do yogic breathing exercises. You can use the color turquoise or blue in your life. And you can do chanting. So the next one is the third eye, the brow chakra. When you have an imbalance in the third eye chakra, you might notice some of these things. Um, an identification with information rather than knowledge. There's a difference between those. Um, you might get frequent headaches and migraines. You might have ear and eye problems. You might have hyper or hypothyroidism. You might have sleep disorders, low serotonin levels, poor judgment, no sense of purpose, a lack of imagination, a lot of nightmares or disturbing thoughts. So if you want to balance your third eye chakra, you can do the following yoga poses, eagle, cobra, headstand, child's pose, downward facing dog, or the plow pose. You can use crystals, diamond, emerald, sapphire, and lapis lazuli. You can use essential oils such as frankincense, holy basil, rose, or geranium. You can spend more time in nature. Like I said, that one works for a lot of things. You can enjoy quiet and solitude a little more often. You can do contemplation, meditation. You can practice Qigong. Going on a retreat is good for this. Um, yogic exercises for concentration. You can use the color indigo more often in your life. Now we're on to the last one, and that is the crown chakra. When your crown chakra is imbalanced, you might have a lot of headaches. You might have epilepsy or paralysis. Parkinson's disease, a refusal to believe in spiritual matters, arrogance, materialism, or a lack of purpose and meaning in your life. So if you want to balance the crown chakra, you can do these yoga poses to the tree pose, the half lotus, the headstand, or the shoulder stand. You can use crystals such as celestite, blue sapphire, clear quartz, or amethyst. You can use essential oils such as rosewood or linden. You can do meditation, visualization, and add the color violet to your life. So like I mentioned at the beginning, these are um, just some suggestions. Of course, there's many ways that you can do this. And also, like I said, you don't have to do all of them. 
you can do a little bit, but the, the, the key, the key is consistency. And this kind of goes for anything really. It, um, when you're consistent with anything, that is how you prevent issues. And, um, in Ayurveda, they talk about prevention as being the key. You don't want to wait until you have the problem because then it's going to be harder to fix the problem. So if you really want to keep your chakras in balance, I would do as many of all of these suggestions as possible and really implement color therapy into your life and make sure you're balancing all of them equally. Don't focus on like one all the time because that is how imbalances will happen. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and it, there's so many sources, resources for you to learn about chakras this is a, it's a rabbit hole for sure. It's, um, it's fun. It's a fun one. It's a fun rabbit hole. <laughs> so, and it's a very deep subject and it kind of branches off into so many different areas. Um, when you study yoga, yoga often talks about the chakras because that's why I mentioned a lot of these yoga poses because uh, you in meditation as well too, yoga and meditation and Ayurveda, those three systems together if you study those, you're like you're more than likely going to come across the issue or not the issue, the subject of chakras, because those they're all about energy and qigong too. Qigong and yoga both they're focused on energy, so it's it's a it's a way to bridge the physical and the spiritual, and that's why I like these subjects because it's it's very hard to just focus on physical things because you're missing that huge aspect. But it's also not good to focus on just the spiritual either because then, you know, you're denying your humanity. And we came to this planet to because we wanted to be human and we are humans. So we have to um, pay attention to that equally. And that's why I just love the system of the chakras because they're perfectly, um, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say is there. They're a good example of the variety and the, the two ends of the spectrum. And I think a lot of things have that similar quality. Like I said, like holistic health is that way. Um, it's, it's such a wide subject and I, yeah, I'll, I'll just end it there because I don't really know where to go from there. <laughs> it's such a wide subject and everything is related and everything is connected. And that's why if you're really interested in chakras, I urge you to um, study, dive deep into it. It's fascinating. It's fascinating what you will learn and how everything is connected to everything else. So I would like to thank you for listening to this episode and I hope to have you on board for the next one.